This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. This week's parasha, obviously, there's a tremendous amount to talk about, an endless amount to talk about. I try to just develop one yesoid as well as possible in the short period of time that we have. We know that Abraham Avinu was tested with ten yesoid, ten tests. And there's a machloket in Shonim, exactly the, which are the ten tests. The Rambam begins the counting of the ten nisyonot of Avraham Avinu, starting with the nisayon of Lech Lecha. Other Rishonim disagree. They hold that the first test already began in, the, in this whole episode that took place in Ur Kazdim which seems to be a massive, massive test that Avraham Avinu went through. We're talking about a situation where Avraham Avinu never met HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He never had prophecy. Everything that he was, all his philosophy, all that he believed, that was something that he thought of in his mind. He had no tradition. He had no prophecy. And he suffered tremendously because of his shita. He was in jail, Rashi says, for 13 years. And ultimately he was thrown into a fiery furnace because of his beliefs. That was a tremendous, tremendous misirut. Nefesh obviously was zochet to a miracle. But the Rambam says that was not considered the first test of Avraham Avinu. The first test of Avraham Avinu begins in this week's parasha, Lech Lecha. We have to understand why the Rambam feels that such an important event in Avraham Avinu's life, tremendous misirut nefesh, literally to kill himself for Kiddush Hashem, and yet that's not considered as the first test. Something we need to understand. Another point I want to try to say, Apshadin, yesterday I was sitting with some of the boys, and we were learning a little Chumash together, and we were bothered with the kasha. We read the Rashi. Rashi says, Lech lecha. What does it mean, Lech lecha, for yourself? For your good. Over here you have no children. If you go over there, you'll have children. Over here you have no fame. Over there you'll have fame. Rashi says you'll have money. Everything's going to be great for you when you go over there. So we were bothered. What's such, such a test? If Abraham Avinu has no children here, and he has no money here, and he has no fame over here, and Hashem says, if you go over there, you're going to have everything good. Why is that a test? So the boys, each one said their own pshat, beautiful pshatim, but I'm not going to say it over now. I'm going to say my yisoyed, the way I want to say, say, you know, it's my microphone, I have to say my pshat. But um, I have to develop it a little bit, okay? So that's the two questions that I'm coming to try to answer over here today. Why the Rambam and other Rishonim feel that the test of Ur Kasdim is not the first test. And try to understand a little bit deeper what was the test of Lech Lecha, okay? So now, first a little bit of a understanding, a background behind these tests that Avraham Avinu is having. A little background information here. We have to know that Avraham Avinu 
had a major agenda in his life. And that agenda was, besides to bring awareness to Hashem in the world, there was a deeper agenda behind that, that is called the tikkun of the chet of Adam HaRishon. When Adam HaRishon sinned, and he brought the Ra into the Bria, things became from bad to worse, until the entire world was filled with Avodah Zarah. Hashem, nobody knew Hashem. The world served as a barrier between mankind and Hashem. Hashem Kaviyocho, so to speak, left the world. There was no recognition of Him at all. That means there was a complete dominance of Ra and Debriya. So not only was Abraham Avinu trying to bring awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and trying to bring awareness that the world is Hashem's Bira Dilekes, as it's called in the Chazal. But he was actually trying to achieve a tikkun in the Chet of Adam HaRishon and to drive the Ra out of the Bria and to create a family of the Adam HaShalem, the one that's Adam HaRishon, Koydam HaChet, that's what he's trying to build in the world. And this was his life's mission. And we have to know that this was an extremely difficult mission that didn't really come to its complete shlemus until really Yaakov Avinu was born. This was the work of the Avot. Yaakov Avinu is mitosay shlema, Chazal said. Yaakov Avinu came to a point where there was absolutely zero remnants or shemets of Ra left in there. The Rechaim HaKadosh talks about it. It's a whole shmuz in itself, the Rechaim HaKadosh. Very deep. The Rechaim HaKadosh talks about how the parents at the time of the Yetzirah's Havlad have such a tremendous impact in what their child is going to be. If their machshavot are not clean, that child will come into the world with such a deep defect. And he explains, it's a shmuz in itself, I say it briefly, that Terach, who was a was a bad person, he's the father of Abraham Avinu. And Abraham Avinu had to do such tremendous work to undo that damage besides Lech Lecha he explains that that was Sarah's idea to give Hagar to Abraham and not to free her. She was still a Shifcha. He says that was like a Shaw. Avraham Avinu kept the Torah. And yet he married a Shifcha. He says because the point was to take that Hashpah that he had from Terach, which is you can't really get rid of it so fast. And have a child, Yishmol, so it should bring the Ra over there. Yishmol's not his kid. The point of marrying the Shifcha was not to have a child. The point of marrying the Shifcha was to remove the, the Hashpo of Terach into there. So he could have a real child, Yitzchak. That means there was work involved. Yitzchak had to take, Esav had to take a piece. Till you had the soilless Nikia. Till you have Yaakov Avinu, who was Maimed the Shvatim. You understand? The work that was going on over here. 
the work of purifying and getting rid of the Ra and developing the perfect root for Klal Yisrael, big work, big avoida. Now part of this big avoida is the ten nisyonot. The ten nisyonot are to, to bring out this perfection within Abraham Avinu and his life's mission. This is a deep point, what's going on over here. There's an unbelievable uh, morale that he says, what is the Lashon of Nisyonot, Nisayon? So he explains, it's a very deep concept. Nisayon is from the Lashon of Nes. Nes means a miracle. He says that in order for a person to be able to pass a test, he has to be able to go above his nature. Because it has to be somewhat of a miracle. It's a very deep point. People say, what should I do? I, I can't. Yeah, you built to be able to go above your nature. That's the nature of a test. The test is going to make you go above your nature. And he says, regarding the Avot, that the Avot were not regular people. They were Elokii. They became like angels. They became through the Nisyonis and developed them to be people that are above nature. So that's the purification process that we're talking about over here. But I want to bring it out, try to bring it down a little bit slowly and then practically. Okay? Because this is a big thing we just mentioned here. The point is like this. A very, very deep point. I have a few goings here. I'll see how much time I have to give over all these goings. But these are very, very uh, important ideas. It says that Hashem told Abraham he's going to give him a child. And he says in the Torah, and Hashem and Abraham believed Hashem. And Hashem looked at it like tzedakah. So the Ramban is busy over here and he's asking, what's it such a big tzedakah? If Hashem told you that he's going to give you a child, what's so hard to believe? Abraham Avinu. But the Maral says a word, which I think is a very deep word. The Maral's Mazbir, again, this is also a shmuz in itself. It's discussed extensively in a lot of the Mepharshim that deal with these type of things. That there is two things that a person has. A person has his nature, that's his teva. And then there's something called mazal. Based on his mazal, for example, a person could be, his mazal is to be poor. That's not his nature, that's his mazal. And if that's his mazal, says the maral, that you, it's easier to change nature, but it's virtually impossible to change mazal. And it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Abraham Avinu he's going to have a child. That's a much more difficult concept to grasp for one who understands the concept of mazalot. The mazal, he can't have a child in the mazalot. Based on the zodiac and all these things, this is Mamash the Matthias of how the Bria was created. It's a much more difficult thing than changing your nature. 
It's hard to change your nature. You can perfect your midot. You can do certain things. It's very difficult to change your nature. But that's easier than changing your mazel. Mazel is like virtually impossible thing. And Abraham Avinu had to believe Hashem that he's going to change his mazel and give him a child. That means what he's trying to say is, that it wasn't the point of Avram Avinu, and this is going to be the, the underlining point of the test of Avraham Avinu. It's not a question is if he's going to listen to Hashem or he's not going to listen to Hashem. It's if he's going to be maharer after Hashem. I mean, Hashem is telling you something that's impossible. It's keneget seichel. Kol kuloi keneget seichel. And you should be able to act upon it even though you're going against your instincts and your seichel, that's the touch of emuna. Anything that you could grasp with your mind, if it makes sense, that your steps that you're doing is making sense, that's not seichel. That's not emuna. Emuna by definition means that nothing about it makes sense, and I'm going to ask you to do something that's the opposite of your seichel and your teva and your instincts. That's the definition of emuna. So the gedder, just want to try to get So the gedder of all the tennis you're not is that Avram Avinu has to do things that are opposite from the logic and from the philosophy. Avram Avinu was the clearest and the strongest philosopher ever. And he's going to have to do things that may be even dangerous for him, counterproductive. Impossible to understand, but he does it because the only thing that's true is the Dvar Advarsha. Nature is zero. Muzzle zero. Nature is zero. Only thing that has truth is the Dvarsha. That's going to be the Tzad Hashoveh in all the Nisyanis that Avraham Avinu has. So the Rambam is saying, this Nisayon of Ur Kazdim, as difficult as it was, it was logical. And you have to go through the Alta, he speaks this out. Avram Avinu was a philosopher. In philosophy, Avram Avinu had clear, that there's a God in the world and he created it and he runs it. And the Alta says that in Seichel, Avram Avinu held, he didn't know he was going to be saved. Because Abraham Avinu didn't know that Hashem intervenes for a tzaddik and makes a miracle for him. That he didn't know. That was a chiddush that came to him after Or Kastim. He thought he was going to die. But Abraham Avinu understood the concept of Olam Abba in Seichel. It can't be you come to this world and the end game is the world. And he understood the concept of being Mekadashem Shemayim. And you give away this world for the next world for God. This was all logical to Avraham Avinu. This was all philosophy, straight up philosophy. And many philosophers, throughout the ages, they, they, they got themselves killed over their shitas. So Avraham Avinu, what he did was called sikhli, as, as massive as it is. But it's all seichel. Seichel is not emunah. Seichel, in our terms, we're saying is still called Teva. Emuna is you're going against your logic. You're going against your nature. You're going against your instincts because Hashem tells you 
That's called above. That's Nisayon. Nisayon has to bring you to a place above. Because if you're not above, then you didn't do a Nisayon. Nisayon has to go above. So another way of saying it is called Emun of the Emun is another way of saying above. You got it? So I gave you a new term to work with. The term of Emun Betachin. And Bemis is a Goyen, an unbelievable Goyen. The Goyen is on the Pirush of the Davening. It says, Melech Ozer, Hashem helps. Umoshia, and he saves. Umagen. The Goyen says like this. Ozer means when a person is doing a shtadlus. He's doing what he has to do. It makes sense what he's doing, but he needs help. He's doing what he has to do. And Hashem helps him. That's one level. It's a low level, lower level. Melech Ozer. Then there's a situation of Moshiach. Where man can't do anything and Hashem saves him. Moshiach. Hashem saves him. His hands are tied. He doesn't have a salvation. He can't bring any ishtadlis to salvation. So he depends on Hashem. And Hashem saves him. What's umagen? Says the going. And this is the highest and the truest and the deepest form of emunah betachem which is not spoken about. This is that you're willing to do things against your seichel with the full and complete belief that nothing bad will happen to you because you're doing it, let's shame Hashem, even though it seems that it is dangerous. For example, a Goyen writes in a different place. The Goyen says, based on a Gemara and Erevin, that a guy decides he wants to sit and learn. He wants to sit and learn a kolel day and night. And his wife and kids say, so where's the parnosa? That's a reckless thing, huh? It's a reckless thing. Your wife and kids. Parnosa. But God told me to learn Yoimam Valayla. I, mathematics, do the numbers. How are you going to feed the kids? I have betochen in Hashem that Hagam, it looks like it's dangerous, reckless. But I'm And then Hashem will bring out of nowhere your sachas vuvunul to take care of your kids. That's a guy. Based on the Gemara. You obviously have to be a real Baal betochen. I'm not telling anybody to do anything wild around it. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but understand the Goyen. Fashtay a Goyen. You understand what he's saying? That's a Baal about Betochen, who can work against his instincts, can work against Teva, can work against everything, Leman Hashem. That's Avraham. Melech Hoizu Moshiach Magen, Magen Avraham, says the Goyen. We're Choysim Avram. Because that's Avram. He could have 7,000 questions. He could be doing things that are against his nature. He's about Chesed. And he is told to, to, to bring his kid to, 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 as a carbon. He was told that you're going to have a child, and this is your child. And the whole plan is going to go down the drains. Kashas and kashas. 
Everything connected seichel, everything connected teva. The only thing you can work with is that you work with absolute emunah and betachin that hagamet doesn't make sense. But if this is the avoida, it's going to work out. That's the purest and the highest, deepest level of emunah and betachin. And that's what the maral means, nisayon. You go above. We have to understand this, this is big yisoyed, very important yisoyed in life. A lot of times, I want to say one more kinech before I end off. There's a different goyin, also in Mishle, a beautiful goyin. To give you these marmikoimas inside to learn them. But the goyin says, different than we normally think. We normally think that mitzvahs are mitzvahs, tzivuyim of Hashem are tzivuyim of Hashem. And you happen to have to have betochen and amunah to be able to carry through. From the goyin, it's mashma that the mitzvah is to produce a person who's an emunah and betochen person. Because the taiches, emunah and betochen means above nature. He lives with Hashem. He lives with Hashem. And therefore Hashem dictates his life and the steps of his life. And he doesn't have worries. He follows him into the avoider even though it's scary for him. Because the tachlis of mitzvahs, tzadik be'emunos ha'yichya, that's the tachlis. So the, 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 the emunah betochen that's required for a person to be mekayim the mitzvah is really what the mitzvah is bringing out of the person to create that from a person. The yasayin of Adam is to live with the rabbi Nishlam. That's the yasayin. Lamala meteva, lamala from his instincts. And that's a basic requirement to some degree for a ben Torah. Hashem made a situation where learning Torah requires that level of emunah betachin. If you want your shver and your father to support you, me'achuz, and you have everything that you need according to the your standards and your teva, and then you think you're going to become a tamachachim, zelosh hayach b'mtiyut kacha. Maybe for a few years because you're on a lower level to help you get there. But if you want to be a Talmud Chacham, you have to become a Baal Betochen and a Baal Emunah to walk on that step that you're walking with the Rabbi Nishalam. There's not one yeshiva. I forgot who one of the G'dayim said if there's a yeshiva that they don't have to go from, he was talking about Eretz Yisrael yeshivas. They don't have to fly to America and collect money. It's not a yeshiva. It means if there's too much money there, there's no yeshiva. That's not how you build. You have to build Torah with emun and betachen. You have to build the Odom HaShalom with emun and betachen. That's how you build. You build a family with emun and betachen. You can't work otherwise. You tell 18 in the time of the Torah. Yeah? Ben Shemayin Esri you tell an 18-year-old guy, today 23 is like 14 in maturity. <laughs> right? You tell an 18-year-old guy. So usually the girl is younger, yeah? And a 16-year-old girl. We want you to get married. And you have the Ola Parnosa. And you have to have Shalom Bayez. You don't even know yourself yet to make Shalom Bayez. And then you have to have kids. First you have to be Mekayim 
And then after Purim, the Rabbanan, the Divrei Kabbalah, more. So take these young, this is like not logical. There's nothing logical here. In the secular world, the guy's not going to even have a havam in it before 35 to think about marriage. He first has to grow up. He has to be financially stable. He has to have everything mature. He needs everything masudar. Find someone the same way. And they share the exact same values and, and, and ideas and personalities because they're already developed. They're 35 years old. They're developed. They know each other. But the guy was 18. He didn't even know where he's coming and where he's going. So they know each other. They're financially stable. Everything makes sense. They even live together for two years just to make sure. And then afterwards, they have one kid or two kids. Finito la comedia. Okay, that's logical. Here the Torah says, no, 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 no. 18, 16, bucket of kids. No financial thing. It's a shigaon. The whole system doesn't make sense. It push it, the mitz in the tail, it doesn't make sense. If you don't have bitachan and emunah to walk with Hashem, it's not happening. It's not happening. That's not how, our life is emunah bitachan. And we need to get that clear. That's our work. To constantly grow in emunah and bitachan, to walk with Hashem and stop being so afraid and trying to be in control of your life. And when Avodah Hashem doesn't fit 100% with your personality, Atan. If it doesn't fit 100% with your seichel, Atan. Again, Halachalamai, you need to speak to your Rebbe, where you're at, what to do. But the concept, this is the concept that we have to get clear that's coming out from the Avodah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.